You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Hello, 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 podcast lovers. How are you all? It's Thursday. I'm Natalie and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now, I've got another treat for you today. Joining me on the show is a very incredible lady. She's an entertainment writer, pop culture critic, author, adventurer and podcaster. And I believe it's been said she can moderate the hell out of a panel. (laughs) Please put your hands together for the very lovely Dana Piccoli. Hello. Round of applause. Hello, how are you? I'm great, how are you? Not too bad. Thank you so much for joining me. I know it's early for you over there. Oh, it's fine. Um, for everyone listening, actually, where are you? Where are you recording from? Is this home or? Yes, this is this is my office at home. Uh, I'm in Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's East Coast? Yes. So five hours behind me. Yes. I always, I love it actually, talking to different people and, you know, we all do different things and we're all slightly skewed by the time. It's quite incredible how you can still interact with anyone. Right. It's so brilliant. So thank you so much for coming on the show. We got in contact, uh, well, a few months ago now, I think Sheena linked us up. Yes. And yeah. we've got some exciting stuff to talk about, not least that you have a new book coming out soon. My first which book. Which is super exciting, so we'll get on to that. Caesar Day is all about celebrating incredible women. And it's a me- today is International yes, Women's it Day. Is. And speaking of women, my dog is barking because she's very excited that it's International Women's Day. <laughs> Brilliant. Get her involved. Don't worry. <laughs> so it'd be lovely for anyone listening who's not familiar with who you are. Um, and I like your t-shirt, by the way. I've oh, just yeah, I wore, this, I wore this especially for you. Hold on one sec. I'm just going to grab her. Oh, ble- hello, darling. How are you? Hello, Willow. Have you come to join us? So now let's, let's, for anyone who's listening who's not familiar with you, let's talk about you. Um, how you came to do what you do now. I mean, obviously, I mentioned that you, you're a pop culture critic, an author, or uh, come on to that too, and how you started out. And in the enter- entertainment business, how did you, uh, yeah, wherever you want to start, how did you get to what you're doing now? Uh, really, it all started just being a part of fandom. And uh, so I'd say around like um, 2012 was big turning point for me. I <clears throat> was really into a show called Pretty Little Liars. And I was, you know, kind of like a struggling musician at the time. And I just decided, you know, it might, might be fun to just write songs about fandom. And so I wrote a song about Pretty Little Liars called The Ballad of Rosewood. And I put it on YouTube and within a day it was already I mean it it, it was barely, it was not viral by any means but for somebody who had never done anything before it was a big deal and it was like you know it was kind of like a funny sweet song and um it, it people really started liking it right away and I was really surprised and it got picked up at the time by the pretty little liar site and by after ellen so overnight suddenly like my world had expanded in a way I was not expecting and I started doing it more and I heard from one of the After Ellen editors and she was like have you ever considered you know vlogging or anything like that and 
soon thereafter, I started my first gig with them. I was, uh, I did it. I did a series called Dana Does It with Glee. Basically, I vlogged about every episode. So it was like, it was like one of the early reaction episode, you know, like the reaction videos, but it was kind of like a recap at the same time. And then at the end of every episode or somewhere in the middle, I would write a song about that episode. <laughs> so like one of the songs was called Jodie Foster's Clambake because it was like a throw off line that Quinn makes at some, says at some point. So it was just like, it was just fun. And then, you know, a couple months after that, they they said, hey, you know, like, why don't you start writing, writing? And that's when I started my first column, which is called Notes on a Fandom. And I wrote all about just the world of fandom, which is where I had come from. And the rest kind of is history after that. Wow, that's absolutely fantastic. And I think to... See, I mean, the whole point of Seize the Day as well is celebrating all of the opportunities or exploring the opportunities that we get and how you can grab them. And by doing something which possibly at the time seemed quite simple and straightforward or something that you enjoyed doing with the music, how that propelled you into something else. That's fantastic. The whole After Ellen stuff and absolutely wonderful. Right. And obviously, you know, a lot has changed since then. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've been now the managing editor of the blog at Bella Books for two years and, you know, such a, such a gift to be able to have a lot of freedom in that respect. And, you know, my bosses at Bella are wonderful and, um, uh, it's been, you know, after everything happened with After Ellen, they kind of swooped in and, and picked me up right away. And I was so grateful for that. And I, I, I've, I've been very lucky to work with them for these past couple of years. Great publishing house. There's some great you know, authors in there as well. And presumably, this is where your yes. new book. Right, yes, please. It is. Tell everybody, what, what's it all about? How does it feel? When did you write for the first time? Wow, these are a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, the first time I even got in touch with with Bella was I had written a short story for a collection um, submission. It was about the Old West, like women, like lesbians in the Old West or something. Um, and I wrote this story, which is still something I, I would love to be able to, you know, put out there into the world as a, as a full length novel. But I wrote the story and I sent it to them and I didn't hear back. So I thought, you know, hey, it's just, you know, it's my first time. It's probably got rejected. No big deal. So I, I wrote to them and I was like, hey, just checking. Like, you know, are you, have you decided not to, to use my story? And they said, oh, actually, we decided not to do that collection. So I was kind of bummed and I was talking about it on Twitter. I was like, I wrote this short story and I really love it. Um, but, you know, oh, well. And so Bella was like, well, why don't you send it to us? And so I did. And they responded really well to it. And, but they were very honest with me and, and they said, hey, you know, we really love this, but we think it's, it would be better, <clears throat> excuse me, it would be better if you started with a contemporary novel. And at the time that was hard to hear, but as I've gotten to know the industry better, you know, this, you know, f what, four or five years later or something. Yeah, it's certainly a little bit harder to jump into the world of publishing with a uh, historical uh, fiction. Yeah. And so... Um, we kind of switched my focus to the contemporary piece that I had been kind of dabbling with. And so that's how uh, Savor the Moment came about, is that I uh, started really kind of in earnest working on that for the past couple of years and hardcore last year when they were like, all right, we need a, we need a, publish, a publishing date on this. So that's when I really buckled down. 
Oh, that's absolutely amazing. And it's fascinating to hear what you say about the, the contemporary side versus historical. It's really interesting what sells well in the whole less fit community. And, you know, romance is a big seller too. And how some of the other books, even though they're absolutely incredible, if it's not quite hitting the right sweet spot, I suppose, it, it's interesting to try to, to get them moving, which is fascinating. Which I think, you know, I think when you are a well-known author and people trust you and mm-hmm. and love what you do, being able to, to, to write something that's a, maybe a genre that's not quite as as uh as big is something you can do but i'm i'm a i'm a debut author and yeah. it's it you know i take i took their advice and i think it's certainly was the right call to come into something with a, a more contemporary piece and i you know hopefully maybe my third book will be this historical um romance wonderful oh well i'm looking forward to seeing it coming out and when's the release date is that next week did you say so savor the moment comes out on Thursday, March 14th, is about a musician named Nat Chambers and her Great band. Great name. Yeah. <laughs> well, her name's Natalia. <laughs> Natalia okay. Chambers. Uh, but she goes by Nat. And she is uh, a, you know, I didn't want her to be like some superstar, but I wanted her to be, you know, successful. Like she, she she's a professional musician, right? And she really got her kind of boost in fame when she wrote a song that was ended that ended up being used as the theme song for like a medical drama. So like think like a Grey's Anatomy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, she is kind of still nursing a broken heart from a betrayal from from her last girlfriend. And she meets a wonderful, exciting, fun woman um, named Maddie, who is a pastry chef in New York. And the two embark on a a relationship, and there's twists and turns and sexy times. And nice. um, I'm particularly proud of my cast of characters, and I, I really wanted it to reflect my community and the queer community, and I wanted there to be, you know, queer and trans and and non-binary characters, and I wanted a diverse cast of characters as well. So. Um, you know, it's, it's very reflective of like the, you know, my New York community and I may not be there anymore, but, um, I, I, I'm very excited for people to get to see Nat's world and get to kind of look at things through her eyes. And she's, she's, uh, she's very talented, but she's a little awkward. And I think that that's a quality I really love in people is a little awkwardness. And so I, I wanted her not to be like the coolest cat on the block. I want her to be a little bit of a dork who um, maybe <laughs> maybe isn't as smooth as uh, as she would she would like to be. So um, <laughs> I, I really hope you all like Nat and Maddie and Paul and Jackie and and Ryder. And so I'm excited for you to meet them. Oh, sounds absolutely wonderful. I should definitely be getting it and recommend everyone else does as well. Sounds very, very, very awesome. Thank you. Is this going to be a full-time thing for you? And where does, um, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) I think that all depends on if people like it or not. (laughs) Yeah, maybe small detail. (laughs) You know, I already have, I already have uh, two jobs. So um, I don't know if full-time writer, uh, you know, fiction writer is going to be in my, 
in my future right at the moment. But yeah, honestly, like I really, uh, I need to see how people react to it. If, if, if people love it and they want more, then that certainly is going to, you know, change, <laughs> change the outcome. But what you do. yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, every, every writer is in a vulnerable spot at this point in time. You don't know. Yeah. And being a debut author, certainly, uh, is is very nerve-wracking and I'm very lucky that I have an incredibly supportive you know social media following and so many wonderful friends on on Twitter and who've been incredibly terrific and have pushed and suggested my book and like people are, are starting a book club um to to read this book together and they're doing it like virtually so people around the world can be a part of it and so that's just really amazing so already, before the book has come out, I've gotten so much support from people, and I'm eternally grateful for that. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out next week if people like it or not. Do you know what? It's absolutely fantastic. And honestly, I take my hat off to any author as well, because you really put your, you're exposing yourself, aren't you? It's a, a vulnerable position to put yourself in to actually release a piece of work that you've blood sweat and tears no doubt has gone into and it's very personal in that sense so no oh good luck I'm really excited I'm really excited for you and and reverting back to your comment on your followers you do have quite a strong follower base which is wonderful is that from the Klaxicon or is that I mean obviously you're fantastic to follow and read I love all your tweets <laughs> thank and you I mean it just kind of happened over the years um you know when I first started out I think I had like 400 when 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 ballad of rosewood came out i think i had like 400 followers and that changed pretty dramatically overnight i think i went you know maybe i think i gained like a thousand followers or something that that week or whatever but i mean it's been over time and you know over my career and working on you know this site and that side and and then you know certainly certainly in the last two years or so uh i've 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 been able to meet a lot of wonderful people through Klexicon. So that's, that's changed things too. But yeah, I mean, it just kind of like, it just happens over the years. And I'm mm -hmm. lucky enough that I was verified, um, I think three years ago, two, two or three years wow. ago. So that, that's always helpful when you're doing things. Cause you got kind of get your, your stuff gets kind of pushed up a little bit. And so more people have exposure to you. So. Oh, that's absolutely amazing. So now uh, talking of Klexicon, that's coming up soon, isn't it? In yeah. It's a month away now. Wow, how prepared are you? How's it all looking? Is it crazy? Because you do the official podcast for the yeah, event. I do the I do the podcast unconventional, and so we're gonna have one or two more episodes before the before the actual con. Uh, yeah, so this is starting to get crunch time for me. Uh, I've got, uh, but I think I've got six panels on the board so far. So you know, I'll start, I'll start crafting those questions and things like that. I'm very meticulous about Klexicon. I carry a binder with all my questions in it. I don't rely on, you know, a phone or anything. I have like paper. I have, it's kind of, I've kind of got, kind of been known for, from my binder. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Honestly, I'm right behind you. It's, I, I write stuff down when I'm talking to people and I have a list as well. I think it's great. It's a good way to prompt as well. I don't know. I think the electronics oh, yeah. can always die, can't they? Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and I, I think it really helps me be disconnected from that because it's really easy to, I feel, I, I personally feel it's really easy to get distracted when you're looking at an electronic device when you're trying to interview somebody. So I, you know, I, I have it there for reference. I'm able to sneak a peek at it. 
but it also seeing everything laid out helps me kind of shift things around if I notice time is 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 you know going quickly or or too slow you know I, I kind of may able to do that on the fly but yeah so that's uh that's coming up it's such a fun experience and it's just grown and grown and grown and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm also known for the outfits that I wear at Klexicon. I very <laughs> particular about, I have my suiting and, and that. So I've got, I have all that. So I have a bunch of stuff at the tailors right now, getting all, all, all ready to go. Yeah. I did see your last suit from last year. It looks, it was gorgeous. Really gorgeous. Yeah. They, very this, nice. <laughs> this year I don't have, I don't have a velvet suit, but uh, I have uh, a couple other things that are pretty fun. Nice. And how long does the event last for? It's uh, Friday through Sunday, but there's also events like on Thursday and, you know, this and that. So it's kind of like I, I go Wednesday through Tuesday. Okay. So it's, it's a good long amount of time, actually. Are you exhausted by the end of it? Do you need your own space? Um, I'm, I, yeah, I run on adrenaline pretty much from <laughs> the moment I wake up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to uh to the moment I, I I'm I'm very I'm very lucky I have a, a wonderful group of friends that is very <laughs> is is very much there for me during during Klaxicon and so I can kind of you know relax and I do spend try to spend some alone time in my hotel room just just to be just to be fair to everyone because when people meet me I think when you're when you're in the public eye in a in a, in a way people have certain expectations and I don't yeah. want to disappoint people and. And it, it, it's it's very important to me to meet them, too. And so I want to be on my best. And I, you know, I, I sometimes need a little time to decompress. But I'm also kind of one of those people that if I stop for too long, it really kind of, you know, it yeah. really kind of like puts a puts a dent in like my my um, my flow. So. No, I understand what you're saying there, because you you're right. To your point about the adrenaline, you're riding on a certain amount of energy throughout, aren't you? So if you extract yourself from that, sometimes it can have a counterproductive yes. influence on what you're trying to do, where you need to be in the zone, in the in the the craziness, I suppose, of the whole event. Yeah, and so I I, I tend to spend the Monday after doing something just like intimate with like intimate friends, like uh, you know, a small group of people, and just kind of just unwinding and just kind of stepping out and you know I get to like put my hair in a ponytail and put a baseball cap on or something and so I'm not like full makeup and you know full hair and everything I just can kind of take a breather oh one absolutely wonderful I love it your get up and go attitude is really fantastic and inspiring as well (laughs) so okay what's the ultimate dream I have no idea (laughs) I mean my dream my dream has changed so many times over the years I I thought I was going to be a Broadway actor. I have a de- wow. yeah. I have a degree in musical theater performance. Like I thought that that was going to be what I was going to do, and I quickly learned that it was not. And then I said, okay, well, I'm going to be a singer songwriter. And then I realized um, that that was really tough. And uh, I think I've made a total of like forty dollars <laughs> being a singer songwriter. You know, and it's funny because people. Uh, people who've known me for a long time will say like, well, you know, we love that you write and stuff, but when are you going to sing again? And I'm like, when it starts paying me, (laughs) (laughs) writing pays me. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I mean, I got to pay the bills. (laughs) I just, I always thought that being in the arts was going to be a thing I did. And you know what? In, I am in a, just in a different way. And the book was never something I, I mean, 
it was like something so far out that I it was it was just like a fantasy, not even a dream. And the fact that it's it's becoming a reality is is just wild to me. So I I th- I I think that I have no idea what comes next. I really don't. Is another is it another book? Is it um, you know starting some sort of workshop where I where where I can work with um, new writers and help develop queer media? Like I really don't I don't know. I have so many things that I'd love to do. Um, I just kind of take it as it comes. And would you say in that in that sense and in that guise, you you keep yourself open really? And again, part and parcel of the whole seize the day ethos, I suppose, and, and thought philosophy is you have an idea or you have these. I, for example, at the beginning of the year, I did a vision board, and interestingly, I had Klaxicon on it. So ah. I had the thought I wanted to go to the event. I mean, that would have been an absolute uh, would have been wonderful, but circumstances and getting on a plane unfortunately permits me from doing that. However, I'm getting to chat to you, which is incredible. So there's a slight deviation in what's happened, but there's still a link. So right. touching yeah. on what you've done, you're still doing things and you're walking through doors. Might not be what you originally thought, but right. you're still making stuff happening. I never thought that I would be on stage in front of people who I share the same vision with and getting to talk to people that matter to me and matter to them. You know, I like if you would have asked me like two years ago, um, if this was going to be my life that I would get to like run out on stage to a bunch of like cheering folks and, you know, have a conversation with them, I would have been like, what? <laughs> but that has become my reality. And it's such a, a really, I mean, I, every time I, right before I go on stage, I just, I can't believe how lucky I am that I get to do this. And, you know, being a moderator is, is a, it's, it's, it's a very interesting position because you're not the focus but a good moderator is can can make the difference between um an okay panel and a really good panel and it's it's a skill that I'm still learning and I appreciate people working with me on it and and being supportive of it so um that's it's certainly every time I kind of pinch myself before I, I get the opportunity to you know go out there like this year I get to sit down on stage alone with Amber Benson somebody whose wow. work was incredibly important to me as when I was a younger queer person and so that's you know like that's cer- certainly a dream that I'd never realized I had and how that's do you know what you've hit the nail right on the head there and that is amazing to think two years in the future that you could be doing something like this is it's it can blow your mind can't it and yeah without keep stepping through and walking through doors opportunities don't then happen because you have to seize them you've got to make it happen oh yeah and that's absolutely amazing how do you deal with it then are you a person who struggles I mean you strap you're very Oh, you're very lovely, very confident, very open. Do, is it difficult to get up on the stage to do those no, things? Or no. do you love it? <laughs> no, it's that's not difficult. Um, you know what's difficult for me is going to um, a party. Okay. Um, like going to a party with a bunch of people that I don't really know. That's when I think the more reserved side of me kind of takes control. Um, but on stage, like that's that's what I've been training to do since I was 12 years old. That's, that's easy. That's the easy stuff. It's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's being in, in situations where I'm not particularly comfortable. <laughs> that's terrifying to me. <laughs> 
I know what you mean, but you still do it though. So that's amazing. Oh yeah, of course. Of yeah, course. Of course. Because like, I love it. You have to. Um, yeah. You know, it's part of being a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> My wife always thinks it's so funny because she she knows that I, I have a certain reserved side of me, but she's like, it's so weird because like when you're at these things, that's not who you are. And like, but I'm comfortable. Like I'm with my community. I'm with my people and I'm getting to be my authentic self when I'm, when I'm at these events. And when I'm, you know, maybe chatting with people that are in a different industry or something like that, it, it takes me a little while to get comfortable and understand and figure it out. Um, I think, I mean, I think that's human nature. Uh, you're right. And also as well, I tend to find when you can plan for things or as, as you pointed out, something you're familiar with or confident with or know a lot about brings more confidence oh, sure. when you're out, stepping out of that comfort zone. That's when it gets a bit. But you, you've got an incredible personality. So I'm sure it shines <laughs> through every time, every time. All right. OK, I've got some random questions for you. Who is your most favorite person to have either moderated on a panel or interviewed? Oh, man. It's really hard to say because there's so many people. Um, I would say that I've had last year. I was I, I was able to moderate a panel with just Kyler Lee from Supergirl. And oh wow! You really never know what to expect when it's just just you and another person. But it was she was so open and so just kind and vulnerable, and we were able to talk like there was no one watching. But knowing that there was everyone watching, it was such a, it was such a cool experience. Uh, and I know how much it touched the audience and I was touched and it was just fun and funny and tender and, you know, it, it, you know, everyone cried and laughed and it was, it was just, it was just the epitome of what the spirit of fandom is to me. And that was just a really cool experience, but it's also it, always an incredible pleasure to be on stage with Natasha Negovanlis and Elise Bauman of Carmilla because I've I've known them I feel it feels like I've known them since they were, you know, kids. They weren't kids at the time, but you know, we we've known each other since the start of Carmilla and our careers have grown together. And we've also become friends over the years and so getting to work with them and having them just put them they're just the best sports ever. You know, I have All put right. them through so many things on stage and they just roll with the punches and they have such a great time. And so it's 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 always, always a pleasure and an honor to be on stage with them. Oh, that's amazing. And actually listening to what you just said about the emotion as well, sometimes that comes on stage. Do you find and certainly what I've witnessed, having been to a few events, there's a level of kindness and just general positive energy that's in the room in those kind of events oh, anyway yeah. that I think you fly on really don't oh, you yeah, it just it's overwhelming I was I was lucky enough last year well what actually Clexicon London there's a London one Did, yeah you didn't know that no I didn't I must seek that out it was it was kind of like a pop-up it was smaller um I'm not sure what their plans are for the future I know there's not one coming up this next year but um, they they were cool enough to say like, hey, we'd love you to come along with us to London. So I went to London and normally I have Elise and Natasha read scenes of lesbian or queer characters from other shows. And like the audience just got such a big kick out of it. And then I was like, what? This is, you know, I've done this now twice. I got to figure something else out. So I wrote them a Christmas movie that like... <laughs> 
kind of kind of mimicked like a, the Lifetime Hallmark movies that we have here in the States. And it was called Boughs of Holly. And it was like basically like a parody of, of these movies. And it just was incredible. They did such an amazing job. And the audience went just bananas for it. And I even have like I was uh, I was in an interview the other day and I was like, I have fan art on my wall of Boughs of Holly that an artist in Brazil drew. Like I get I people still talk to me about Boughs of Holly. Um and wow. like what a fun experience it was and and it really was. It was it was so incredible. And I wouldn't be able to do stuff like that if the audience wasn't so open and game and if the actors weren't so open and game. That's absolutely amazing. And the, the the amount that you put into it as well to make it happen. That's awesome. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens next month. A month. Yeah, a month yes. away. Okay, uh, Facebook or Twitter? Oh, Twitter. Are you on Facebook at all? I or? am on Facebook, yes. Um, I kind of just mainly on Facebook to like chat with like college and high school friends. That's really okay. it. Uh, I have an author page because... You know, I, I know that some people prefer Facebook, and so I wanted to have something that everyone who prefers a particular platform could find me on. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Twitter is Twitter is really where I live. Okay. Um, what advice would you give your ten-year-old self? <laughs> Don't get that perm. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Don't. Don't do it. And also, <laughs> and also, um, the people that live to tear you down, they will be a distant, distant memory one day. Mm. I like that. Yeah. It's quite amazing, isn't it? I think when we go through life and then you get to the certain point that you're in now, much like yourself, and you look back and you think, crikey, I'd never have thought first off that this is be where you would be but also when you look back folk might not necessarily have followed the same journey or might not be anywhere near the kind of trajectory that you're at which is awesome really awesome I like that I like that um what's the last photo that you took on your phone what's the last photo on your photo stream oh the last photo on my photo stream is actually a video of pink flying at her (sighs) concert last night (laughs) We just spoke about this before we came on the podcast. Oh, very jealous. You got to see Pink last night. Wow. She, uh, you know, I've always loved, I've always liked Pink. I have a newfound respect for her after watching her perform. She's incredible, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, phenomenal. As a performer, what she does, not only with the singing, but the acrobat, the acrobatics. Yeah, the, absolutely. The, the whole performance is phenomenal. Yes, it was incredible. And she can sing as well at the same yeah. time. Like she's upside down. <laughs> <How>? Like. <laughs> Flying through the air, like Peter Pan, just singing her ass off. Oh, I've got a lot of love for that woman, I must say. Um, what's your most used emoji on your phone? Unicorn. Oh, nice. That's it. I like that. I do like the unicorn as well. Always reminds me, have you read Megan O'Brien's books? I think so. Um, have you read The Night Off? I don't know. No, okay. Anyway, you would, yeah, there's a, a safe word called unicorn. It always oh. reminds me of that. Oh, I'm going to have to think about that all the time now. 
Okay, to close this out, and particularly, I suppose, as you're becoming an author, and for anybody else who wants to branch out and do something that they've never considered doing before, uh, seize the day theme, you know, start a new company, write a book, go into the unknown. What advice would you offer them in terms of actually going to seize the day? I think people are so afraid of rejection that Mm. they don't take opportunities that present themselves. And I would say, screw rejection. It's going to happen. It's no fun. I'm not going to say it's fun, but it's not the end of the world. And once you realize that just because someone doesn't like something you, you do doesn't mean everyone won't like what you do. And I would say learn from people's constructive criticism. Take don't, don't feel like don't build up so many walls around your art that you can't let anyone in. And um, I've learned so many things, uh, especially like my, my editor was Ann Roberts. I mean, how lucky wow. do you get to be have your editor be Ann Roberts? And wow. she had so many interesting things to say and so many um, things I hadn't thought of. But if I had closed myself off to them, I would have been so protective of this book that I wouldn't have seen it from her perspective. And I think the book is so much better because she opened me up to some of these ideas. So I'd say just like, let yourself be open. You can't seize anything if you are, you know, so buttoned up that you can't see outside yourself. Do you know, that's a really valid and wonderful point and what I love about doing this show and anytime I speak to somebody new everyone brings something slightly different to the table in terms of what they suggest and recommend or a bit of advice and that's really really important what you just said there actually to keep open particularly when people feedback you because you learn that way don't you taking stuff on board and I certainly don't know everything and I I love the fact that I learn every single day and I want to improve every single day I want to be the best possible person I can be and that's a really great point really fat I love that I love that a lot thank you so much thank you now where can everybody find you twitter mostly then where, where, twitter where mostly. are you yeah Online. twitter mostly <laughs> I'm at Dana Pickley it's uh, D, uh Dana D-A-N-A and then it's Pickley with two c's one l I'm also on Instagram at the same thing so Dana Pickley and then I'm on Facebook at Dana Pickley author Okay. I don't think I follow you on Instagram actually. I must I must correct that. I've gotten you... I've gotten better at Instagram in the last year. I I had um I wasn't so comfortable posting pictures of myself. The pink hair has helped me so many ways. I can't even tell you. It's honestly the best business decision I've ever made. Um so I think I'm much better about allowing myself to be um embracing who I am and allowing myself to be photographed and so um, I've gotten much better at opening myself up to Instagram. Oh, do you know what? I'll take my hat off to you then. That's really impressive because I know some folk don't enjoy having their images taken. So but yeah, well done you for, for getting involved. And the well, hair is awesome. When you end up on, oh, thank you. When you end up on YouTube and like hundreds of thousands of people are watching your videos, <laughs> you kind of have do. to get used to like being on display. <laughs> Oh, oh, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. Really, really lovely to meet you. Oh, it's been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening. Take care, look after yourself, keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. All contact information can be found in the show notes, together with any links to websites I may have referred to in the show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please pop over to seizethedashday.com where you'll find my other shows. 
and come and talk to me at Twitter or email me on nataliemillersnell at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you.